Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have bad news coming up in the news here on the Hoosier Ag Today podcast for this Tuesday morning, the 13th of February, 2024. Good morning. I'm Eric Pfeiffer with the latest Indiana farm news, weather, and markets, all made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. You can learn more at ffbt.com, or you can just stop by your local branch, chat with someone today about your ag operation. That bad news? Farmers bringing home less money in 2024. USDA says that, and I'll have that story for you. Also, C.J. Miller has some things you should consider when making crop insurance decisions this year. The Indiana Farm Forecast is on the way with Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Some colder temperatures on the way to close out the week, but they'll be short-lived. And then market analysis from John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities. It was a good start to the week for soybean futures. The news is next here on HAT. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Some things to consider when making your crop insurance decisions for 2024, and the USDA's farm income forecast shows bad news for farmers. I'm CJ Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. As you make plans for this year's growing season, you may also be making decisions on which path to follow when it comes to your crop insurance. The crop insurance program is the only thing that a farmer can buy that guarantees revenue, and that's very important now more than ever. That's Chad Cooper, an insurance officer with Farm Credit Mid-America. He says there's something you may want to consider when choosing between ARC, Agricultural Risk Coverage, or PLC, Price Loss Coverage. The past several years, it's been very advantageous for farmers to buy the the supplemental coverage option. That's an area plan that fits on top of an individual insurance policy. And in order to get that SCO, that supplemental coverage option, farmers had to elect the PLC program at the farm office. Prices the last several years on that ARC and the PLC programs have been so low to the point where they were out of the money, so to speak. So the SCO uh, was very appealing. But Cooper says that has potentially changed this year. Reference prices have increased, and that could put the ARC program in the money quicker than a PLC or an SCO would be. So be sure to talk to your agent, and it may make sense this year to elect the ARC. I mean, it's it's going to be on an individual basis, but the last thing we would want to do is to not be prepared, and the FSA office calls in 
and asks the farmer what they want to elect this year, and they just say keep it the same as it was last year because that might not be the best fit this year. He also shares a recommendation for your crop insurance coverage this year. This last growing season, we saw wind and hail in areas that traditionally don't get wind and hail. What I would say is there's many options out there to bundle these products up with some supplemental coverages. And and a lot of times there's big discounts if you bundle those items up. So as we see historically more and more farmers electing to go to an enterprise unit structure, sometimes we can be exposed to those isolated wind and hail events. So look into what it might be for your operation to buy up on those types of coverages. You can hear more of my conversation with Chad Cooper with Farm Credit Mid-America at HoosierAgtoday.com. Well, the USDA's latest farm income forecast shows bad news for farmers. Eric Pfeiffer has the story. The Economic Research Service forecasts that farm income will decrease by 25% in 2024. Danny Munch is an economist with the American Farm Bureau. He discusses what the report says about the farm economy. It measures net farm income, a broad measure of farm profitability. And the latest report anticipates a decrease from 2023 numbers of $155 billion to $116 billion in 2024. That's a $40 billion or 25% drop year over year and the largest recorded year-to-year dollar decrease in net farm income on record. According to Munch, there are two main drivers behind the income drop. A $21 billion expected decline in cash receipts, so what farmers are receiving price-wise for their crops and livestock, and a $17 billion increase in production expenses, reaching a record level of $455 billion spent on production expenses expected for 2024. And Munch explains that this report emphasizes the need for the new farm bill to be finished this year. Farmers utilize many programs within the Farm Bill, including ARC, PLC, dairy margin coverage, as well as the risk management options to help buffer against cost increases or volatile markets and increases in production expenses. So when we see a decrease or an expected decrease in farm income of this magnitude, it's really important that these safety nets are available to farmers to make sure that we have secure domestic food supply. More details of the report can be found at fb.org. We'll have a link on our website and on our free mobile app. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend. Going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we look at the updated version of this forecast, it still doesn't look too bad over the next couple of days. We see partly to mostly sunny skies for your Tuesday and tomorrow, Wednesday, we see some sunshine with clouds increasing late. Our first little spat of inclement weather this week likely comes overnight tomorrow night through a Thursday. This is a system that has its roots back in the northern plains. South Dakota saw a little bit of activity here developing today. And I think as we move through tomorrow and Thursday, this tracks across the western Corn Belt. Shows up here for Thursday, giving some rain and wet snow. Coverage will end up being about 60 to 70% of the Hoosier 
interstate, more to the north than the south. And we're looking at a few hundreds to a few tenths. That is all. Not a big weather system. And it's not about the precipitation in my mind. This system does more to allow cold air to come in to finish the week than anything else. This is a gateway to Canadian high pressure that moves south and southeastward through Friday and Saturday, taking us to below normal temperature conditions for those two days. But it is short-lived. I think we start to see some temperature moderation already in here on Sunday. We're getting back closer to where we should be this time of year, even a bit above. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, the warm air continues to try and come in. Little blip overnight Monday night into Tuesday with a few scattered rain showers and maybe a few wet snowflakes. Quick moving low coming through. Once again, a few hundreds to a tenth or two, that is all. And behind it, very mild there to finish next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride on temperatures. And overall, the next 10 days, we are easily below normal on precipitation. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Farm Credit Mid-America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data-optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom fit to your operation's goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy time, coverage level, and options for you, all guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com slash crop dash insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. A good start to the week for soybean futures. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Monday Farm Market Review. I've got final market numbers from Monday Trade coming in just moments. First, let's get market analysis with John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities. John, we've been talking a lot about South American weather. We've been talking a lot about demand. We're seeing soybeans move higher on the day on Monday. What do you attribute it to? The maps looked a little bit drier yesterday evening for Argentina and southern Brazil. Uh, was carrying that same theme over into today. There have been some pretty decent rains, and there still is some rain in the forecast for both of those areas, but just not quite as wet. So uh, with, with a lot of the private analysts, down there projecting a crop under 150 million tons, which is well under what the USDA came up with on Friday. Uh, I think we have a little bit of um, skepticism here going on with the crowd that uh, maybe that South American crop is going to be uh, as overburdensome as it appeared just a few weeks ago, uh, certainly a few months ago. Well, John, as I see the soybean market move around, it seems like we're up about a dime one day and then maybe down 15 the next. Just a lot of volatility here, whereas in the corn market, we're seeing a very tight trading range. Again, today, uh, March corn, it's in about a nickel trading range here. Uh, some big differences between these two markets right now. Well, uh, that Argentine and Brazilian weather forecast certainly impacts corn. Um, we're actually seeing a better planting pace in Mato Grosso for that second corn crop than, than what we anticipated. Uh, pretty impressive, uh, actually, versus the, the past few years. And again, uh, lower acreage in Brazil. And um, so that's providing some support. But uh, we have a domestic problem here. We just have we just have too much corn to sell. There's just too much corn still on the farm. The trade knows that. And uh, that's keeping a pretty good, uh, pretty good lid on corn prices. Export sales and shipments, not overly robust. Um, didn't get beat up much from the USDA report, so uh, that was a plus. 
Uh, we did get some pressure, though, from Uncle Sam on the soybean complex. John, later this week, USDA will hold their Ag Outlook Forum. How can that impact the markets? I, I think without a doubt. I think it's a given that we're going to see a decrease in corn acres and an increase in soybean acres. So uh, right now, some of the early uh, farm futures and so on have come up with a decrease in corn of a little under 2 million and uh, subsequently uh, a 2 million increase in bean acres. I think the surprise could be and I think we'll eventually see something closer to a 3 million acre drop or more in corn and uh, the same amount increase in beans. I don't think the ag form will go there with their numbers early on. I'd be a little bit more worried about that report at the end of March doing that. Market analysis there from John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities in Lafayette. You can reach him at 866-837-9027. On Monday, March corn was up a penny and a half, 430 and a half, up a penny on the May, 442 and a half. March soybeans gained nine and a half to 1193, 1197 and three quarters on the May, up seven and three quarters. March wheat was up three quarters of a point, 597 and a half, unchanged on the May, 599 and a quarter. In livestock, April live cattle down 80 cents, 185.92, and April lean hogs down 2 cents to 81.12. That does it for the Monday Farm Market Review. Find more at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.